In this video, we're going over herbs that relieve food stagnation. If you want to follow along, you can download the slides or the flashcards. There are links below. There's also a practice test you can take afterwards. And this video is brought to you by students like you. So to everyone who supports the YouTube channel and the website tcmstudy.net, thank you. So again, we're talking about herbs that relieve food stagnation. What is food stagnation? Basically, it's a condition where you ate too much and the food got stuck. Or Wiseman and Brand have a more elegant description. They say something like, food stagnation arises when the amount or type of food ingested is greater than what the spleen and stomach can handle, which is like an elegant way of saying you ate too much and the food got stuck. So in America, you can maybe think about like Thanksgiving dinner where people just eat a lot of food at one time. You start to feel bloated, distended. You have to unbuckle your belt because you, you ate so much food and you feel bloated. You might start to feel nauseous or get acid regurgitation that even the sight of more food makes you feel sick. Basically, you ate too much and the food got stuck. In Asia, this might be more like a New Year's festival where you eat a lot of dumplings at one time or a mooncake festival, things like that. Uh, maybe we should also point out is that sometimes it's not just the amount of food, but it can also be the type of food. So this could be food that you're not used to or more likely something that's heavy, greasy, oily, or maybe overly sweet. Maybe think about like you ate a brownie and it wasn't a lot of, lot of brownie, but it just kind of sits there and gets stuck. So that would be food stagnation. So when we look at herbs that relieve food stagnation, these herbs are for digestive disorders, usually a result of eating too much food at one time. So we might see things like abdominal mass. That's something I copied out of Bensky. I think he means like you feel like a mass of something stuck in your abdomen. And it's like, are you pregnant? It's like, no, that's just a burrito. Uh, epigastric pain and distension. There's just so much stuck, stuck there that you feel uh, pain and distension in the abdomen. Nausea, belching, acid regurgitation. They all the stuff stuck there that it begins to counterflow upwards for like a rebellious stomach gene, nausea, belching, acid regurgitation, aversion to food. Again, like you eat so much that just the sight or the smell of more food makes you feel sick. You have so much food stuck there. You don't want to eat more. And then gas and bloating because the food got stuck. And we can also say that when we're treating food stagnation, it's important to combine it with herbs that address complicating or underlying uh, factors. We might see things like uh, for food stagnation, we might combine it with herbs that move middle jiao chi. So we're not just uh, dissolving the food stagnation. We also want to move the chi that's stuck there as well. Uh, sometimes stagnation can result in heat. So if we have heat that results from food stagnation, these herbs are combined with herbs that clear heat. Uh, for, for dampness secondary to food stagnation, if the food gets stuck, we interrupt the splenic movement or the, the spleen's ability to move and transform. So we might end up with uh, dampness. We can add aromatic herbs to transform dampness and awaken the spleen. Uh, for food stagnation due to underlying deficiency, maybe you have some underlying spleen chi deficiency and that's why the spleen can't process this food. We might add in herbs that tonify spleen chi. Or in severe cases, purgatives can be added. So if we have a lot of stuff stuck there, we might need to like add in some da huang or something to purge things outward in cases of severe food stagnation. So we look at the properties here. The taste is sweet, but here don't get confused. When we say these are sweet in flavor, 
They don't really have a tonifying action, so I wouldn't think of these as tonifying herbs. I think here it's more they're sweet in flavor, meaning they go to the middle jowl. They, they, they belong to the earth element, and they go to the spleen and stomach, not necessarily that they tonify. The temperature is usually either neutral or warm. We're entering the spleen and stomach because that's what food stagnation is. We ate so much that the spleen and stomach can't process it. The main action is to reduce, dissolve, or digest food stagnation. We use these different terms and guide out accumulation. Uh, really no cautions and contraindications. And other of these are often combined with herbs that regulate middle jowl chi. So kind of food stagnation and chi stagnation go together. So we might combine it with those herbs. Or other herbs, if we're treating an underlying condition like chi deficiency, we might add in those herbs. Or if we have complicating factors that result of the food stagnation like heat, dampness, phlegm, we might add in those herbs as well. But this is a relatively short category, and they all have something to do with food stagnation. So when we go through these, we're going to look at do they have a specialty in terms of the type of food stagnation they treat. Some are better for food stagnation due to meat and greasy foods. Some are better for food stagnation due to starches or grains. And then we'll want to see do they have other actions besides just treating food stagnation. So our first one here is Shan Ja Kritigi Fructus. Shan Ja Kritigi Fructus. And this is Hawthornberry. So Shan Ja relieves food stagnation for all of those symptoms that we talked about. But if it has a specialty, we say that Shan Ja is especially good for food stagnation caused by meats and fatty food. So you ate too much meat, you ate too much fatty food, the food got stuck. You can use Shan Ja or Hawthornberry to relieve that food stagnation. Besides relieving food stagnation, uh, this does other things like invigorate blood for postpartum abdominal pain and clumping due to blood stagnation. So invigorating blood also stops diarrhea. This is worded a couple different ways. I think in Bensky, he just says stops diarrhea um, for chronic dysentery disorders. There are other books that will specifically say that Shanja moves chi to treat painful diarrhea. Um, so the chi stagnation causes painful diarrhea, so we can move the chi. I think this is also used for Shan disorder, like hernia-type pain due to stagnation. But So we can say this uh, Shanja invigorates blood and moves chi, but especially for diarrhea. And then also Shanja lowers high blood pressure and cholesterol. So we have uh, modern research has shown that Hawthornberry has an effect of both lowering high blood pressure and high cholesterol. And so down here we say Shanja is Hawthornberry. To enhance Shanja's ability to relieve food stagnation, you can dry fry it, and that's called Chow Shanja. Um, when we want to deal with some of these blood things, we can partially char it um, to help with that. And then uh, caution here, large dosages are contraindicated during pregnancy because that can cause fetal death. So in cases of pregnancy, we want to be cautious about the dosage of shanja. But that's shanja, kurtagi fructus, hawthornberry. Um, this one, I think it's very commonly used that some places they have little like candies made out of hawthornberry, like haw flakes, things that it can be taken after eating as a digestive process. Also, the lowering high blood pressure and cholesterol has become popular enough that you can get hawthornberry in a lot of like supermarkets or health food stores as a supplement. So that's Shanja. 
What I would really remember is relieves food stagnation, especially for meat or greasy foods. These other invigorating blood stops diarrhea. It does that, but I honestly can't think of a lot of applications where we use that. So I'd mainly think about food stagnation due to meat and lowering high blood pressure and high cholesterol. And that's Shanja, Hawthornberry, or Kritigi fructis. Shen Chu, Massa Medicata Fermentata. Shen Chu, Massa Medicata Fermentata. And um, this one, it's like a, a loaf of things that have been fermented. So we take a bunch of uh, other herbs. There's really not a standard recipe, but we take some other herbs and chop them up and mix them together and let them ferment. And this becomes this little cake that we call Shen Chu. So this one is good for relieving food stagnation, but Shen Chu, its specialty is for food stagnation caused by starches, grain, and alcohol. So you ate too much grain or starches, the food got stuck. It's also interesting that alcohol is considered a type of food stagnation. So, uh, this could be good for things like hangover. We we have those symptoms of uh, bloating, distension, nausea, vomiting, things like that. Uh, so hangover could also be considered food stagnation in TCM. So you might use something like Shen Chu. And so down here we say it's a fermented mix of wheat flour, bran, and other herbs like Xingren, Chershiaodo, which is... Um, Azuki bean, little red bean, Qing hao, song ar sao, so the leaf of song arza, and things like that. Um, then we also say shen chu is used in the digestion of uh, decoction or pills uh, that contain minerals. So later on in herbs, we'll learn that we use certain minerals like hematite, magnetite. These might come up in decoctions or made into pills. And because they're minerals, they're very difficult to digest. They're very difficult to absorb. So we might add in some shen chu in that case to uh, make those ingredients easier to, to digest. But I re mainly remember food stagnation. And because it's like a little piece of bread, maybe that can help you remember that it's good for food stagnation caused by starches and grains. Oh, the name means spirit leaven like leaven bread. So Shenchu spirit leaven. Next is Guya Setarii fructus germinatus. Guya. And this is sprouted grain. Remember, gu means uh, grain, like when you talk about the gu shui qi, the qi of water and grain. That's gu. And so this is sprouted grain. Again, this is not a standard thing. This could be several different types of grain, but it's usually rice or millet that's been sprouted. And again, it relieves food stagnation, and it's especially for food stagnation caused by starchy foods. So you can think that guya is a sprouted grain, so it's for stu food stagnation caused by grains. And then we also say it strengthens the middle jowl. So for weak digestion or loss of appetite due to spleen deficiency, again, maybe you can think that this is a grain. We talk about the chi of water and grain, and so it makes sense that if you eat grain, it would tonify your spleen. So Guya is one that also tonifies or strengthens the middle jowl as well. So Guya, then the name literally means grain sprout. So Guya, good for food stagnation due to starchy foods. Very similar to this is my ya Hordae fructus germinata. My ya Hordae fructus germinata, and this is sprouted barley. 
So guya could be a variety of different grains, but usually rice or millet. Maya is specifically sprouted barley. Very similar to guya, has, has the same functions that release food stagnation, especially for starchy foods. It strengthens the middle jowl because eating grains gives you grain chi, gu chi, to strengthen your uh, digestion or loss of appetite. The one that makes maya different is maya also has an action of stopping lactation. And so this could be either an action or a side effect, depending on what you're trying to do. So it could be that you have a woman who is continuously lactating and you want to stop it. So there we can use maya and we would use a larger dosage, like 30 to 60 grams. But this would also be a caution or a contraindication. If you have a woman who's breastfeeding and they want to continue breastfeeding, don't give them maya or at least be cautious about the dosage of maya. And I think some sources will even say that smaller dosages of maya can promote lactation, whereas larger dosages will stop lactation. So that's a possibility. Honestly, for me, uh, if we have other herbs that can promote lactation, I think some things we've learned so far have been like mutong from the drain dampness category promotes lactation. I would go to those other herbs. Uh, but maya has an action of stopping lactation. And if we want to do that, we'd use this larger dosage, like 30 to 60 grams. So this is a thing that makes maya stand out in this category. So that's something I would remember. And again, maya, my means barley, ya, uh, ya means sprout. So it's literally barley sprout. So maya. Maya and guya, very similar, but maya is the one that has this action of stopping lactation. Laifutsa is Rafani semen. Laifutsa, Rafani semen. This is radish seed, or we could specifically say daikon radish seed. So Laifutsa relieves food stagnation, especially for a full stifling sensation in the upper abdomen belching with a rotten smell and acid regurgitation. So the food came down just to the, the upper abdominal level and it got stuck and now it's feel this pain and stuff coming upward. So that's uh, what Lifutsa is for, but I just think general food stagnation. But then what's interesting here is besides this action of relieving food stagnation, it also has this action of descending lung chi and transforming phlegm for coughing and wheezing with copious phlegm. So this is something we may have mentioned before in that stop cough category that uh, we have this formula of three seeds, Sanza Yang Jin Tong, and Laifutsa is one of these seeds that is used for cough with copious phlegm. So that's something important to know about Laifutsa. And it also, again, lowers high blood pressure. So that's Laifutsa. It's daikon radish seed for dealing with food stagnation. And so uh, kind of a story one of my Chinese teachers would always tell is he would say that if you're ever at a, a fancy dinner or a, a Chinese dinner where they're, they're serving a lot of different dishes, um, you know that when they get to the final dish and they bring out a radish soup, 
you know that that's the last dish. You know that the that the banquet is over, and that's because they're giving you some radish soup as a digestive aid. And so, I think in Europe, uh, we would often they would often use uh, like coffee as a digestive. So you'd have a big meal, and afterwards you would either have a shot of some strong alcohol, or you'd get like a little demi tasse of something like espresso, and that was something that you took after the meal as a digestive. Well, apparently in China, if you're eating a large meal, you might use radish soup as your digestive. And so Lifutsa radish seed is something that we can use in decoction to help with digestion or relieving food stagnation. So that's Lifutsa daikon radish seed. And our last one is Jinejin, Jijariai gali endothelium corneum. Jinejin is chicken gizzard lining. So a chicken gizzard is part of the chicken's digestive system. I think like if you buy a whole chicken, sometimes they'll have the, the the giblets or the innards inside. One of them is usually the chicken gizzard, or you can buy them separately. I think in the South, they bread it and fry it. So this is chicken gizzard, but specifically the, the inside lining of the chicken gizzard. And so Gene Gene strongly relieves food stagnation. Which makes sense because, like we said, the chicken gizzard is part of the chicken's digestive system. So it makes sense that the chicken gizzard would help you digest food. So it strongly relieves food stagnation. It's also for childhood nutritional impairment. Sometimes in Chinese, it's called five delay syndrome or the five weaknesses. Um, I think we talked about this before. Sometimes uh, the Western term might be failure to thrive, that as a as a child grows, they're supposed to hit certain markers. So if they haven't gotten enough nutrition or their digestion is not good, maybe they fail to hit these growth markers. And I think we've talked about that before, especially in the deficiency heat category, that we have certain herbs that are good for five delay or childhood nutritional impairment. So gene gene is another one that by uh, helping digest the food, it could help with these uh, this failure to thrive in children. We also say it secures kidney essence. So for things like incontinence, bedwetting, seminal emission, or other types of leakage of kidney essence. And this is one that we don't quite, we say it's not the same as inducing astringency. So gene gene is not sour in flavor. We don't say gene gene has an astringent action. So we kind of use this particular wording that it secures kidney essence. It's not quite as strong as saying it induces astringency to stop leakage, but it's a very similar effect that we're securing the essence. We're holding it in for things like incontinence, bedwetting, and seminal emission. And then an interesting action here, we also say that gene gene dissolves stones. So when we say dissolve stones, we mean things like gallbladder stones, gallstones, or kidney stones, or we can say urinary stones, either urinary tract stones, but it dissolves stones. And again, this kind of makes sense if you know about chickens, the the chicken gizzard, um, Chickens will often peck at the ground and actual, they'll actually eat stones. And those stones go into the gizzard and they help them grind up their food. So if you remember that chickens eat stones and chicken gizzards help grind up stones, that can maybe help you remember that gene gene has this action of dissolving stones for both gallstones and kidney stones or urinary stones. 
And so it turns out that we actually have a couple herbs with this action. I'm not sure the other ones, I'm not sure if we actually learn them as part of our syllabus, but there are three main herbs that are good for dissolving stones, and they all have jin or gold in the name. So this one here, jin a jin, and then jin qian sao, and hai jin sha are all herbs that are good for dissolving stones, both gallbladder stones and kidney stones. So that is jin a jin. And the name literally means chicken inner gold. So that's the lining of the chicken gizzard, and that is gene gene. So those are herbs that relieve food stagnation. And what we've been doing lately is, since we've learned a few herbs now, we uh, can try to introduce some formulas. This is not meant, meant to be a formula class, but this can just give you some context about how these herbs are used in formulas. So... Our main formula for dealing with food stagnation is called Baohuan Preserve Harmony Pill. Baohuan Preserve Harmony Pill, and this is for food stagnation. So we see things like focal distension and fullness in the chest and epigastrium, abdominal distension, possibly with pain, and then rotten smelling belching, like this food is stuck here and it's starting to rot and ferment. So when you belch, you... Um, when you belch, you uh, you can get this rotten smelling belching, acid regurgitation, nausea and vomiting because things are rebelling back upwards, aversion to food. Again, you ate so much, you have this food is stuck here, you just don't want any more food. Uh, and the tongue can have a greasy yellow coat. The pulse is going to be slippery because all this stuff is stuck. And so you can see here, we really just took a bunch of herbs from this category and combined them all into one formula. So Shan, Jia, Shen, Chu, Lai, Futsa, and Maya are all from this category. Then what's interesting here is you can see we add some additional herbs. So Chen Pi, aged tangerine peel, regulates qi. So like we said, we often combine these herbs with herbs that regulate qi. Ban Sha, remember, is from the, the phlegm cold category. So we could say that when this um, food gets stuck here, it very easily causes phlegm formation. So that's why the Ban Sha is there. But we could also say that, remember, Ban Sha has a very good downward direction for nausea and vomiting. So Ban Sha is there to help with those symptoms. And then you can see over there at the very end, Lian Chao for Scythia fructus is there. Uh, Lian Chao is from the heat category, heat toxicity category. And so here the idea is when this food stagnates in there, it can very easily generate heat. So that's why the Lian Chao is there to deal with that heat. So this is a basic uh, Bao Huan for food stagnation. Another formula we learned is Jian Pi Wan, strengthen the spleen pill. Jian Pi Wan, strengthen the spleen pill, is for spleen qi deficiency with food stagnation transforming into heat. So with the Bao Ho Wan, that was for an excess condition of food stagnation. We weren't really tonifying anything here. So here we're saying that there might be some underlying spleen qi deficiency because the spleen is not working right. It can't rot and ripen the food. It can't perform its function of movement and transformation. That's why the food gets stuck. So we're doing a, a dual action of tonifying the spleen and treating the food stagnation. A very similar reduced appetite with difficulty in digestion, bloating and focal distension of the epigastrian abdomen. And then we might have some loose stools or diarrhea because of the deficiency. But we can see here we just added in a bunch of food stagnation herbs. So again, Shanja, Shenchu, Maya was dealing with the food stagnation. This first column of herbs are all tonifying herbs. So those were dealing with the spleen qi deficiency. And then at the end, Mu Xiang, Chen Pi, Sha Ren. 
Um, some of these we saw also regulate qi. So remember, Sha Ren is from the aromatic transform damp, but also has a good action of moving qi as well. So that's why it's here. Huang Lian goes to the middle and clears that heat that's resulting from the stagnation. So Jian Pi Wan, this is another example of using food stagnation herbs. And then I just wanted to bring this up, this one up again. I think we talked about it before. Sanza Yang Qin Tong, three seed decoction to nourish one's parents. And this is for phlegm clogging in the lungs with qi stagnation. So coughing and wheezing with copious sputum, focal distension in the chest, but then also loss of appetite and digestive difficulties. And remember this one we said, uh, three seed decoction to nourish one's parents. This is kind of like a formula for old people that their digestion doesn't work very well. So when they eat food, um, the stuff gets stuck and it's very easier for them to get coughing and and really phlegmy. So uh, by Jietsa, Sinapa semen, that was white mustard seed uh, that we learned before. Perilla seed was in that transform phlegm and stop cough category. And so those are those are seeds that we learned before. And now we've learned the third one, Lifutsa from the food stagnation category. So on the one hand, we could say that, yes, this is helping with digestion because there are some digestive difficulties here. But remember, Lifutsa also has the action of treating cough with copious phlegm. So this is an example of a formula where Lifutsa is being used for that action in Sanza Yang Tong, three seed decoction to nourish one's parents. So when we look at our category here, it's relatively short. We started with Shanja, Kritagi fructus, or Hawthornberry. That's very good for food stagnation, especially for meat and greasy food. It's also good for lowering high blood pressure and high cholesterol. And yes, it has those other functions of invigorating blood, dealing with postpartum pain, and stopping diarrhea. I'm not sure how often those are used, though. Shenchu, Massa Medicata Fermentata, was a little piece of bread. It's good for food stagnation, especially due to starches and grains. Guya and Maya are very similar. They're sprouted grain or sprouted barley. They're good for food stagnation due to grains. Because they're grains, we get that grain cheese, so they can also strengthen the spleen. But remember, Maya has the important action of stopping lactation. So if you want to stop lactation, you can use a large dosage of Maya. If you don't want to stop lactation, as in you have a breastfeeding patient, maybe avoid using Maya. Lifutsa is radish seed, so it's good for food stagnation, but also that cough with copious phlegm, like we saw in Sanza Yang Qingtang. Jine Jin is chicken gizzard lining, so it's a part of the chicken's digestive system, so it's of course it's good for digesting food. And remember that chickens eat stones, so it's also good for dissolving stones. So that is herbs that relieve food stagnation. This is a category that we went into each herb in a little bit more detail. Uh, if you're studying for finals or year ends or boards and you want uh, something that goes through these herbs more quickly, just as a quick review where we hit on the main points of each herb, be sure you check out the herb review courses uh, online. This is a, a paid review course on Teachable where we just go through all 280-something herbs very quickly if you're reviewing for uh, finals, year ends, or boards. And if you're studying for second year ends or your formula finals or for boards, there's also a course that goes through all of the formulas. The formula review course goes through all 
160-something formulas on the NCCOM list. So again, that's a good way to review. It's a good way to re review the formulas, but we also talk about the individual herbs and the Dweyau pairs that occur in those formulas. So it's a good way to review. So if you're uh, kind of towards the end of things and you want to get into that, check out those review courses. Otherwise, thank you for being here. Again, thank you to everyone who supports the website and the YouTube channel. If you want to support uh, the website and the YouTube channel, there are a couple ways you can do it. You can join the Patreon, and that's like a monthly pledge and gets you access to the Patreon feed. You can do a one-time donation through Buy Me a Coffee, or you can just like, share, and uh, pass this video around to your friends and study group. All those things help us out. When we say us, I mean me. This It's really just me doing this by myself. I don't know why I talk in the in the third person. Anyway, I'm starting to lose my voice. Thank you for being here. We'll see you in the next one, which I think is herbs that regulate chi. So thanks for, thanks for being here. See you next time.